Today's staff is Yuvamis Daf Kuf Yud Ches. And we are at the Mishnah, eight lines from the bottom of Daf Kuf Yud Zayin Amid Beis. Today's staff is being learned as a Schus Rufu Shalema, Fechayim Elazar, Ben Rachaleh. So we're continuing to discuss the halachos of Aguna, specifically the halacha that states that an Eid Echad is Nemon Be'edos Isha, not just any Eid Echad, but even someone that ordinarily would be Pasala Eidos. And not just anyone that ordinarily would be Pasala Eidos, but even the woman herself, the Balas Dover, if she would walk into Bezdin and say, Mez Baili, the Allah is she would be believed. The last Mishnah that we learned a little earlier on Dav Kufi Yudzayin Amad Bez discussed what happens if there's Hakkosh, meaning an Eidachot says Mez and an Eidachot says Loy Mez, or two Eidim say Mez and an Eidachot says Loy Mez, or two Eidim say Loy Mez and an Eidachot says Yit Mez. So the Mishnah, a little bit of Gemara, discussed that Halacha, the beginning of today's Dav, is going to continue along with that theme. Says the Mishnah, what happens if there was a man who went to Medina Sayyam. And he had not just one wife, but as in so many of the Mishnayas and the Gemaras and Masech Tesivamas, he had two wives. The two wives walk into Bastin. Achas Maris, one said mace. My husband died. Achas Maris, and the other wife said, why mace? No, he didn't die. Says the Mishnayas, the woman that said, my husband died, she's allowed to get married. A woman is believed to say mace baili. Not just that, but he tells we paskin that if a woman says my husband died, not only is she free to get married, but she's also going to collect the The woman that said that my husband did not, did not die, will not be able to get married, and she will not be able to receive her ksuba. Meaning the woman that said mace is believed to say mace, and the woman that said my mace obviously is not going to be able to get married. What happens if both women said that our husband died. However, they contradicted each other in terms of how it was that he died. One said he died of natural causes. And the other one said, he was killed. Being that in this case, the two women are contradicting each other. Something's fishy. Something's not okay. As a result, none of these women are going to be able to get married. Rabbi Yehuda and Rab Shimon both argued with Rameir, and they said no. At the end of the day, although it's true the two women are contradicting each other, but they do agree on one thing, that their husband is not alive. So, being that they both agree that he's not alive, so therefore, they're going to be free to get married. So in the event that one woman says mace and the other woman says loy mace, what's that law? The one that says mace can get married, the one that says loy mace cannot get married. In the event that they both say mace, but they're contradicting each other in terms of how it was that he died, then it's already machloikis. Rameir says, being that they're contradicting each other, we dismiss everything, and that law is they're not allowed to get married. Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon argue, and they say that being that at the end of the day, they both agree that he died, so therefore they would be free to get married. What's the obvious question? Rameir argued in the second case of the Mishnah. He didn't argue in the first case of the Mishnah. When they're contradicting each other in terms of how it is that they died, Rameir says, oh, they're contradicting each other. We have to dismiss all the testimony. In the first part of the Mishnah, where they're contradicting each other, one said mace and the other said loy mace, Everybody seems to agree that Zusha Oimeres Meis Tinase. There's no Shitas Rameir that says they're contradicting each other, and as a result, we have to dismiss it. That will be the Gemara's Kasha. Continuing along, what happens if Eid Oimer Meis? There was an Eid Echad that said Meis, the Eid Oimer Loy Meis, and there was another Eid that said Loy Meis, meaning 
The first two cases of the Mishnah are talking about where the tsarois themselves, the wives, are the Eidim, which is okay in the context of Eidos Isha, and now they're contradicting each other. This case in the Mishnah is where an aid, an objective person, not related to anyone, walks into Bezdin and says mace. But then another aid walks into Bezdin and contradicts what he says and says loy mace. Or Isha Imeres mace, the Isha Imeres loy mace. The Gemara will clarify what that loy means. So it says the Mishnah in this case, in the event that there's an Eid Echad that's going up against an Eid Echad, the Allah is loitinase. Here too, we have to speak out what Rashi speaks out. And that is that in the Mishnah on Kufi Zainam Adbeis, it said that Eid Echad Oimer Meis. The Nisseis, Uba Edechad, the Amar Loimes, the Lachas Arezu Loiteitse. And the Gemara clarified that line in the Mishnah that what it really means is that if an Edechad says Meis and another Edechad says Loimes, Harezu Loiteitse Mehetero Harishai. And the Lachas, she's Lachatchilo, allowed to get married. Which then means that this last line in the Mishnah on the bottom of the Yomit contradicts the first line in the Mishnah on the top of the Yomit. We just said, Yet the Mishnah said on Kufi Zayin on the top of the Yomit, the way the Gemara clarified the Gemara's question, that if an aid says Mace and another aid says Loy Mace, what's the Allah? Harezu loiteitse mehetero risha, meaning she's lechatchilo, allowed to get married. So what's the Allah? Harezu loiteinase, she can't get married lechatchilo? Or if I care it, the Allah is lechatchilo, she could get married. What's the terrorist? We spoke this out yesterday's daf. We're speaking it out now again. The nafkemina is when did the Eidechad that said loi meis come? If an Eidechad said meis, Bezdin accepted the testimony. And then afterwards, an Eidechad came and said loi meis, harezu loiteitse mehetero risha. Once Bezdin Paskin, that she's allowed to get married, now she's allowed to get married. And that's what the Mishnah on the top of the Yomit was talking about. The Mishnah on the bottom of the Yomit is discussing where Neidechot said Mace, and before Bezdin issued a ruling, another aide walked in and said Loy Mace. So now Bezdin is straddling these two testimonies that contradict each other. Here the Allah is going to be Harezu Loy Either way. So the Gemara now is going to unpack. The Mishnah. So the Mishnah began with a case where there was a man, went to Medina Sayyam, he had two wives. One wife walks into Bezdin and says, my husband died. The other wife walks into Bezdin and says, my husband didn't die. What's the Psaq in the Mishnah? The wife that says, my husband died, she's allowed to get married. The wife that said, my husband didn't die, she's not allowed to get married. Says the Gemara, time is on the It sounds like the only reason the other wife is not allowed to get married is because she's saying loy Let's say she would be quiet. Let's say she wouldn't say anything. So one wife would say mace and the other wife would say, I have no idea. It sounds like the would be tinase. She is allowed to get married, right? It's only because she said loy that the is arezu loy tinase. But let's say she would say, I don't know. She wouldn't have an opinion. <coughs> the halacha would be that she's allowed to get married. Frank the Gemara, is that true? We learned the Mishnah on Kufi Zainam at Aleph, where the Mishnah said that even though all the psulim in the world are never when it comes to Eidosisha, but there's five exceptions to the rule. There are five family relationships where Chazal, where Yardah, Lesayf, Daitai, Shaladam, and they understood that there's such sin between this situation that we can't trust them. And one of those was the tzara. So we said a tzara is never believed with regards to the other tzara. So the Gemara, from the Mishnah, it's a little bit mashma, that only when the other tzara says, loy meis, talach is loy tinase. Even if she wouldn't say loy meis. Even if she would be quiet, shtika alone, would be enough that talach should be, that she shouldn't be able to get married. The Gemara says, you're right. A hundred percent, this is true. Loy meis, it's trichalai. If she'd be quiet, the would be loyti nase. Why? Because one tsar is not nemon for the other tsar. But the Mishnah felt that it needed to mention that not only when she's quiet, even when she says loy mace, even then she can't get married. Now, what? If 
she says nothing, she wouldn't be able to get married. If she says loy mace, she wouldn't be able to get married. If she says loy mace, shavya Of course, if she said loy mace, she can't get married. So what could possibly be the havamina that if she says loy mace, there's more of a reason to think that maybe she could get married, and that's why I need a Mishnah to tell me she can get married. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you. So I would have thought Hamayas that really she knows the truth, her husband died. So why is she saying loy Because she wants to take down her tsara. Meaning, she doesn't want her tsara to get what she wants. Now, by saying loy it's not going to only impact the tsara, it's going to impact her herself. But she doesn't care. Because there are people that are willing to go down as long as it means that someone that they don't like goes down with them. And of course... Who's the most famous person in history to have uttered immortal words that mean that? It was Shimshon Agibar when he said, Thomas Nafshi and Plishtin. He said, I'm willing to die as long as it means the Philistines are going to die with me. So says the Gemara, you would have thought that being that she's chapping with the Tzara, you see, if one wife walks in the bed and she says Mace, and the other one's like, I don't know. So then there's no reason to assume that there's any sinner. But when one says Mace and the other one says Loy Mace, believe it or not, it actually makes us think that Maybe really it was Mace, and she's just chapping because she doesn't want the Tzara to end up marrying somebody else. So now we're concerned that maybe Thomas Nafshin Plishtin Kamra, that really she knows Mace. And the reason she's arguing is because of a svar of Thomas Nafshin Plishtin Kamra. Well, that's what the Mishnah had to tell me. That not only if she's quiet with Allah, but even if she says Loy Mace, when now it seems a little bit like maybe really Mace, she's just saying Loy Mace because she wants to chap her, still the Allah is Harezu Loy Tinase. So the Mishnah then said, Achasai Meres Mace Vichulu. So we already spoke at the Gemara's Kasha when we read the Mishnah so we could speak it out a little bit quicker now that is the Mishnah began with two cases one case was where one Tzara says Mace the other Tzara says Loi Mace what's the Allah the one that said Mace could get married she collects the Ksub the one that said Loi Mace doesn't get married obviously she doesn't collect the Ksub either the next case was where one woman said Mace from natural causes and the other one, woman said Nerag he was murdered so what's the Halacha there it's a Machlik the uh, Rameir says, oh, they're contradicting each other. You can't get married. Rabbi, the Rabbi Shimon says, at the end of the day, they both agree that he died. So, they should both be able to get married. So, what's the kasha? Why don't Rameir argue in the ratio? If Rameir holds them and the two tsaras contradict each other, that's a problem. So, the in the ratio from the Mishnah, he also should have argued. I'm Rabbi Lazar. So, Rabbi Lazar said he did argue in the Mishnah. But, but he didn't argue in the Mishnah. The Machloik is Shnuya for Rabbi Yehuda for Rabbi Shimini. Really, when the Mishnah said the halacha is Achas Emeris Meis, for Achas Emeris Loy Meis, Zuz Shai Meris Meis is allowed to get married. It's the Machloik is Shnuya. Not everybody agrees with it. It's the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Stam Mishnah is not Rameir. It's Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. But Enochinami Avadif Rameir argued in the second case because they're contradicting each other. He would argue in the first case because there too they're contradicting each other. Rabbi Yechon and Amar Rabbi Yechon argued with Rabbi Lazar. He said I feel Otemir Rameir. It could be Rameir would agree in the first case. Why? Because Rameir holds that to say loy mace is not considered a kasha. Mace and loy mace were not created equally as it relates to edosisha. When it comes to saying edos that a person died, there's a special nemanus. When it comes to saying loy mace, you don't have that special nemanus. So if one tsara says mace and the other tsara says loy mace, Rameir holds that's not a real hakasha. And because it's not a real akasha, over there, the Zusha and Meris Mace is going to be able to get married. Where they both said Mace, so now both Eidechads are saying a real Eidos. Now, one said Mace, and the other said Nerak. One said natural causes, and the other said homicide. Oh, now already they're contradicting each other. But two legitimate, bona fide idiots, now already 
with the Herak Chashos, as the Gemara Tanan, the last line of the Mishnah said, Edo Echot Oimer Meis, Ve Edo Emer Loi Meis, or Isha Emer Meis, Isha Emer Loi Meis, Harez Loitina Say. So we're going to focus on Isha Emer Meis, Isha Emer Loi Meis. Now, what is that referring to? So, Pasha that's referring to, and when we read the Mishnah, we said it's talking about an objective person. And Edo Echot walked in and said, Meis, Edo Echot said, Loi Meis. And Isha said, Meis, Isha said, Loi Meis. But the Gemara understands the way Rashi explains the Kasha. That Isha Meris Mace and Isha Meris Loy Mace is Mashma, even the Tsar. So it sounds like even if one Tsar would say Mace, the other Tsar would say Loy Mace, what would be the halacha? None of them would be able to get married. Why? Let the one that said Mace get married. Isn't a woman always believed to say Mace Baili? Probably. Because there's a hakasha. So the Gemara says to Gishmak, Bishlam with the Rabbi Lazar, Bishlam with Coin Rabbi Lazar, that's it. That Rameyer argued not only in the second case of the Mishnah, but even in the first case of the Mishnah, stomach Rameyer. So this line will be going according to Rameyer, who taka holds, that even in that case it's considered hakasha, and it's for that reason I raise a light to Ella the Rabbi Yechen and Kasha. But according to Rabbi Yechen, the Rameyer's Maida in the case where Ishai Meris Mace, Ishai Meris Loi Mace, that's not called hakasha. It's only hakasha if they're both saying Edus Mace. But if one says Mace and the other says Loi Mace, that's not so why would there be a, a sheet of and the Gemara says you're right it's a good kasha and we blibe with a good kasha there was a woman that went together with her husband to Medina Sayam and she came back from Medina Sayam and she said my husband died so we know that not a lot of suspense she can get married she's allowed to collect and the Tzara is Asr, right? Everything we just said, we know. The fact that she could get married, that was the first Mishnah. The fact that she collects Uksuba, that was a Mishnah, Machoikis, Beshameh, and Besilel, Vachazru, Besilel, Hayus, Givir, Beshameh, that she collects Uksuba. And the fact that the Tzara can't get married, that was yesterday's death, because the Tzara is one of the five women where we're worried about sin, and as a result, she's not believed. Okay, so why are we repeating three things that we already know from previous Mishnah? It's for the next one. What happens if Hayus Yisrael What happens if the Tzara was a Bas Yisrael? The husband here that went to Medina Sayam was a Kayan. Is she allowed to continue to eat Shruma the Tzara or is she not allowed to continue to eat Shruma? Rav Tarfin says, yeah, she could continue to eat Shruma. Why? Because if we don't believe the Tzara to say, Klape, the other Tzara that the husband died, so she's a Basi Tzara that's married to a Kayan. Rabbi Kiva said no. You have to know what the right gear says, but here's the bottom line. Rabbi Akiva holds that it's true we don't trust the tsara to allow the other tsara to get married because we're afraid maybe she's setting her up. But at the same time, we have to be chayish. So I don't trust you, but I'm chayish. Such a concept. I trust? No, I don't trust you. But at the same time, can I tell you with 100% confidence that this tzara is lying? That has not. So therefore, what's that? Say the tzara will not be able to get married because maybe the woman that said Mays Bible is lying, but at the same time, maybe she's telling the truth. And if she's telling the truth, she's a Basi Yisrael that's no longer married to a Kayan. And in the event that she has no children, she goes back to her father's house, she goes back to not being able to eat truma. And therefore, she would not be able to eat truma. A similar case. What happens if a woman came back from Dina Sayyam and she said, my husband died. And my shver was with me and he also died. So what's that? She herself is allowed to get married. And she collects her ksuba. Any woman that says, is believed. 
she's not allowed to get married. We saw this already in yesterday's that. Why? Because the shvig is another one of those five relationships which are troubling. In the event that the shvigger was a Bas Yisrael and she was married to a Kayin, Rabbi Tarfin said she'd be allowed to eat Juma. Why? Because if you don't trust the daughter-in-law to say, so that means he's still alive. If he's still alive, she's a Bas Yisrael that's married to a Kayin. About that she's allowed to eat Juma. Rabbi Kiva said, no, Rabbi Kiva says it's true, we don't trust her to allow the Shvigan now to be able to get married, but at the same time, you do have to be worried, and as a result, if she's a Basi Yisrael married to a Kayan, that is she would not be able to continue eating Shuba. So essentially, we have a Machloikis, Rabbi Tarfin and Rabbi Akiva. In the event that a woman is saying Eidos, that Ploini died, where she's not believed, for example, the Tutsaris, or the daughter-in-law, and the shvega. These were four, two of the five, or six, or seven, depending on what number you want to go with, from yesterday's app, where the halach is that the woman's not going to be believed. Okay, so you don't believe her. So now, the tzara is not free to get married. The shvega is not free to get married. What if she was a basi soul that was married to a kayin? Is she allowed to continue to eat rumah? Well, if you don't, believe her that the man dies, so she's still married. If she's still married, he was a kind. If she's a Bas Yisrael, she should be allowed to eat Ruma. That is Rabbi Tarif and Shita. Rabbi Akiva said, Mechash mi boy. At the end of the day, it's still a Suffolk, it's still Chayish, and therefore it's not going to be so posh. So essentially, the Mishnah presented a very important Yisoydi Machloikis between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarifin, but the Mishnah didn't just mention it once, the Mishnah mentioned it twice. First, as it relates to a tsara not being neman towards the tsara, And then, with the daughter-in-law not being neman towards the mother-in-law. And the Gemara asks the obvious question, and that is, why would it have to be mentioned twice? It had to be mentioned two times. Because had I only had the first case, the case one tsara is going after the other tsara. I would have thought, The sinner between the two tsaras was more intense than the sinner between the daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law. And the reason is because the sinner of Tzara the Tzara involves Tzar HaGuf. Rashi says that the Tzara is upset at the other Tzara because she feels that she's being Meineya, her, from having Tashmash. And as a result, that sinner involves Guf. And because it involves Guf, over there, maybe Reb Tarfin said as Allah, that we don't trust the Tzara, Ad you could even eat trumo. That's how far we go with that chashash that you're not telling the truth. Abel Chamoisa, the tsaira mili da'almo. It's not a tsara guf. It's more mili da'almo. It's not as dvarim. So, Amy Moida laid the Rabbi Akiva. Maybe over there would be Moida to Rabbi Akiva. And I only had the machlaikis by Chamoisa. I would have thought, Rabbi Akiva. Maybe it's only that Rabbi Akiva says you have to be chayish. Abel Bahach. But as it relates to the case of the tsaras, again, being that involves tashmish, it involves guf. Amy Moida laid the Rabbi Tarfin. I would think he's Moida to Rabbi Tarfin. That's why we needed the Machlaikis in the two cases. And one to teach me the Chiddush of Rabbi Tarfin, the other to teach me the Chiddush of Rabbi Kibam Rabbi Yudah Shmuel. Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Halacha Kirab Tarfin. Why is that newsworthy? Because Halacha Kirab Yakiva Mechadero. So if the Halacha is not like Rabbi Yakiva, we need to speak it out. So Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of his Rabbi Shmuel that in this case the Allah is giving me like Rabbi Amr Abayi Abayi said I'll bring you a raya from a Mishnah a Mishnah that we're going to learn on Amid base. So the case of the Mishnah is where there was a woman that went together with her husband Medina Sayyam. Now when she went she had no children which meant as it relates to Halacha specifically Yavamis that in the event that her husband would die, she would now fall a yibam. Okay, she comes back from Medina Sayyam and she says the following, haven't seen you in a while, a lot happened. You should know I had a child in Medina Sayyam. 
the child died. And then my husband died. She's believed. Meaning, she's believed now to say that when her husband died, she had no child. and She could do Yibum, Chalitza, and she's subject now to all the laws of Yibamas. Why? Because when she left, she was Becheskas, that if her husband dies, that she would fall to Yibum. She's always believed to say her husband died. I, she said she had a child, and the only time she would fall to Yibum was if the child died before her husband died. Pesha also, Pesha Hitler. As far as we know, she didn't even have a child. So if she's believed to say she, she had a child, we'll believe her to say that the child died, and as a result, she's going to be free to get married. What happens if she says just the opposite? Bailey, my husband died. And then afterwards, my son died. So then the halacha is, In that case, she's not going to be believed. Why? Because she left Becheskas, that if her husband would die, she would fall Yibam. Now she's saying, I had a child. You guys don't know about that. My husband died. The child also died. That's why he's not with me. But at the same time, he died after my husband died. And as a result, I'm now free to get married. And if that's the case, I don't need Yibam. There's no Chalitza. There's no Yivamis. So this, she's already not believed. So we should believe her. We believe a woman to say her husband died. But once she starts getting involved with children and this and that and the other thing, so now we're not going to believe her. However, we are chayish. What do you mean we're chayish? We don't allow her to do yibum. Meaning, if we're taking such a strong position and we're saying we don't believe that you had a child and that when your husband died there was a child, all right, let her do yibum. Oh, no, it's already yisayish. As if I not. Okay, so what are you forcing me? We're going to force you to do chalitza. So what do you see from here? You see that there's a musik that even when we don't believe her, but a little bit we do believe her. Okay, so what do you see from here? Like Rav Tarfin. Abai wants to bring a right from Rav Tarfin. Because he made a very subtle leak in the Mishnah. It says, Rashi, Lidvareha, Miyuta Mashma. Last words of Rashi on the Yaman. Lidvarehu the Chayshin. It sounds like only to her words were Chayish. Haladivrate Tzara. But if you would have a similar case, for example, a woman is being made copy the Tzara, we wouldn't even be Chayish Lidvareha, even to say that at the very least you shouldn't be able to eat. True, Mashmami, no, this was Abayah's right. Abayah said that we have Machalikis Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfin, where we don't trust you, your Tzara being made on the Tzara, your daughter in law being made on the mother in law. Are we at least Chayish Lachumra? So Abayah said, Chabadiyuk Fina Mishnah Shveter. Because there's a Mishnah later that says, we are Chayish, and it says the Lidvarel. It sounds like that's the only time we're ever Chayish. But all other situations, we wouldn't be Chayish. So as it relates to Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Kiva's Machoikis, when I Chayish Lidvarel, even Luchumra, and if that's the case, it's a riot to Rabbi Tarfin Shito, to said Abayo, Afna Nami Tenino, to Rabbi Huda said the name of Shul, that even though the rule usually in Psach Aloch is, Aloch Kribi Akiva Mechavei, right? But over here, the Aloch is going to be like Rabbi Tarfin. So the Gemara now is going to digress, albeit for a half of Amit, and the Mishnah is going to bring. Another machloikis, Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Tarfin, we are the signun of the machloikis, as we'll see, mirrors the signun of this machloikis, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfin, that we just had. So what's this? Halacha, Kidesh achas mechamesh noshem. A man was mekadesh, one of five women. The in yodeya is a kidesh. But he doesn't know who he's married to. He narrowed it down to five women, but he doesn't know exactly who he's married to. So the halacha is, what happens if kolachas, oimeres, oisikidesh, if all of these women come and they say, it was me, no, it was me, it was me. So the halacha is nice and get the halachas back, because he has to give a get to all of them. Not just that, but as it relates to the ksuba, he doesn't have to give five ksubas. He's only married to one. He just doesn't know which one it is. So the halacha is that he puts one ksuba down in the middle, hire lawyers, fight it out in court, 
That's your headache. But as far as I'm concerned, I was yoitzah maichi of ksuba by giving you a ksuba. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, ain't zed derech moitzi midei aver. Rabbi Kiva says that same ambiguous sprach that he said on Amidal. No, actually, eat and get. Uksuba l'chalachas v'achas. Rabbi Kiva says you have to give a ksuba to each one of these women. So according to Rabbi Tarifin, one ksuba, let them figure it out. According to Rabbi Kiva, each woman gets her own ksuba. Gazal echem yicham yisho. What happens if somebody stole from five people? Inu dem is a gazal. Doesn't know who he stole from. So what's the halacha? Kalechad echad emel yisig gazal. If five people step forward and they say, "I'm the one you stole from," and he gzeil by name, we mistalik. If Reb Tarif says you don't have to return the gzeil to all five of them, this one chiv ashavas gzeilo, you don't know who it is. Put it in the middle and let them all figure it out together. Akiva emre, Akiva said, "Ain't zu derech moitzi midei avera." No, that's not an eitzah. Actually, Yisham chalechad echad. The halacha is you're going to have to give it to all five of them. So here too, like in the previous mission, we have a machlokes Reb Kiva and Reb Tarifin. Similar sprach, which is why we're learning it now. But also, a machlaikis that was repeated twice. So we have a machlaikis where somebody was Makadesh, one of five women. He doesn't know exactly who he was Makadesh. So he has a chi of ksuba, but he doesn't have to give five ksubas. He gives one ksuba. And let them figure it out. Rabbi Kiva says, no, each one gets a ksuba. Second case was where you stole from five different people. You stole from one person. You don't know from who. You know it's one of five people. So you have a mitzvah of According to Reb Tarifin, you stole from one. You don't know who it is. You have to do one let them figure it out. Rekiva says, no, being that you have a Sophic who it was from, and it's from one of five people, therefore you're going to have to give to all five. So the Gemara is going to ask the same question that it asked on Amad Aleph, and that is, right? Why would you need to, uh, to repeat this machloikis? One, in the case of Kidesh, Achas Mechamish Noshim, and then a second time, Gazal Echot Mechamisha. But before the Gemara does that, the Gemara is going to make a dirk, and that is, Kidesh Ketani, Baaloi Ketani. The first machloikis that we mentioned, Reb Tafri Reb Akiva, as it relates to Kidesh, the Lashon of the Mishnah was Kidesh. Kidesh is mashma Kidesh and not Baal. So what does that even mean? So Rashi says, we know Isha Niknes, Bekesef Shtar Kidesh would be mashma Ode Kesef, Ode Shtar. Baal would be mashma if somebody was Mekadesh Bebir. So it sounds like this halach is true if a person was Mekadesh with Kesef or Shtar, but not if he was Mekadesh Bebir. If he was Mekadesh Bebir, then everything would be different. Gazal Ktani, additionally, we have another diak. It says someone stole from five people, or from one of five people, doesn't know which. Lokach Loiktani. It didn't say like the more subtle case, which is it didn't steal, but what you did was is you just bought something from one of five people, you don't know who it was. So again, now you have a chiv to pay for what it is you bought. So do I have to pay five or do I have to pay one? So as it relates to the Kedushin case, it said Kidesh. As opposed to Baal. Mikadish because Bishtar doesn't say Mikadish Babir. As it relates to the second case, it was Gazal as opposed to Lakah. So, what's the significance of this? The significance is, Ho'isha Niknes because of Shtar But we know the Gemara says in Kedushin Yud Beis that Rab used to give Malkus to anyone that was Mikadish Babir. Why? It's Prost. It's not Bederech Tsanua, and as a result, Rab would give Makis Mardis if somebody would do that. The Loshin Kiddish. Sounds like they're arguing Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfin in a case where the person didn't do anything wrong. He was Mekadosh Anisha. He just doesn't know who he was Mekadosh Anisha to, like in so many of the Yavama's cases. It sounds like if he would have been Baal, he would have been Mekadosh Babiyah because he did something wrong, because he's not supposed to be Mekadosh Babiyah, or be it Midr So maybe there, this Machlokes would play itself out a little bit differently. From the fact that the Sefer the Mishnah mentioned Gaza, Gzela is definitely something wrong. That's not just Rav would give Malkus for Gzela. That's a Lav in the Torah Gzela. So there it's already Mashma that the Machlis of Kiran of Tafrin is worse even where someone did do something wrong. That's the significance of the Dik. From the Rasha, the Mishnah, it sounds like they're arguing where no one did anything wrong. The guy was Makadish, Bekasif, Ubishtar. 
if he was Makadish Babir, I don't know, maybe the Allah would be different. Maybe Rabbi Kifa would hold something else, or Tarfan would hold something else. I don't know, but it could be, it would be a different child. From the Seif and the Mishnah's Mashiach Fakat, that with Dafka highlighting where the guy did do something wrong, because if it was Lokach and he didn't do anything wrong, then maybe it would be a different Machleki. So, what exactly is going on over here? So, the Gemara says like this Kidish, Ktani, Baldakhtani, Gaz, Aktani, Lokach, Lokhtani, right? That's the Mishnah. Mani Masis, and who then is the Tana of the Mishnah? Loy Tana Kamalay, Rabbi Shimon Allah, 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 Rabbi Shimon they did not argue. Meaning the person didn't do anything wrong. So what would that locha be? Just put the money in the middle and you walk away. Everybody would agree to that. Meaning, even Rabbi Akiva would agree to that. In the case where the person did an Avera, he was Makadish Babia. Rabbi Tarfin says that even though he did an Avera, you could still walk away. Rabbi says, Additionally, Rabbi never argued if somebody bought something from five people, and you don't know who you bought it from, and you have to pay now. You could just put the money in the middle, you could walk away. Meaning, if Rabbi Akiva would agree, why? Because he didn't do anything wrong. The Machlaik is where you stole from five people. Shamraftarfin says that you can just put one gzela there and walk away. Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva said, No, you're going to have to return it to everybody. So Rabbi Shim ben Elazar said that the Machloikis, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfin was specifically where the person did something wrong. If he did nothing wrong, everybody would agree you don't have to give l'chalachas v'achas. Whereas in a gay, where you did something wrong. In the case of Kedushin, when you were Makadish Babiya. And in the case of Chosh Mishpat, not when you bought something, but when you stole something. But if you didn't do anything wrong, everybody would agree it's okay. So the Gemara makes it thing. From the fact that Rabbi Shem said that when the person was Makadish because of a Bashtar, or if he bought something, so no one did anything wrong, there's no Machloikis, it's Mashat that fakir, the machloikis is even bekidesh velokach. Now, if that's the case, Mani, who's the tan of our Mishnah? Why? Because what did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah in the ratio was talking about kidesh where you did nothing wrong, and in the sefer was talking about gaza where you did do something wrong. According to Rav Shimon Alaza, they're arguing dafka where you did something wrong, and according to the Tanakam, it sounds like they're arguing dafka when you did nothing wrong. But in the Mishnah, who are we then? Mani itanakama. If the time of our Mishnah holds like the time of Kama, listen, Kidesh, the Lokach in the Sefer. And Irab Shimon ben Alazar, if it's Shimon Alazar, listen, Baal in the Resha and the Gezel. So the Gemara says, Who is the time of our Mishnah? The Oilam Rab Shimon Alazar. The Oilam, the time of Mishnah is Rab Shimon Alazar. Umay Kidesh, Kidesh Bebiya. And Kidesh really means Kidesh Bebiya. Okay, so we sorted that out. So the time of Mishnah is really Rab Shimon Alazar. The time of the Mishnah is talking about where you did something wrong. And that's the Machloikis, Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Akiva, because if you did nothing wrong, even Rabbi Akiva would agree you don't have to go back and pay to everybody. In the Sefer, you clearly did something wrong. You're a Gazlin, and even in the Rasha, what did you do wrong? You were Makadesh Babir. Now, going back to the question we mentioned earlier, why do we need to repeat the Machloikis? Why do we need one case where you did something wrong, you were Makadesh Babir, and the second case where you did something wrong, you were a Gazlin? So the Gemara says, Tono Kidesh, we wanted to say Kidesh, Makadesh Babir, the teachers Rabbi Akiva, the Afal Gafti, Surah, the Rabbanan of that. Because even though all you did was is an Issa Rabbanan, he was Makadish Babir. You lie to be Makadish Babir midday rice, it's only an Issa Rabbanan. Even there, Khan, as Rabbi Akiva said, a shita that we can't say, even when the Issa that he did was only an Issa Rabbanan, and taught Gezel, and we said Gezel on the Seif, the teaching of Tarfin, the Afagafti, Surah, rice of it, even though what he did was an Issa rice, still like Khanis, still the Chachamim did not issue a Knas. We now return to our regular program. 
which is another Yuvamis Mishnah. Isha Shaokhiu Bailam Dinasayam. There was a woman that went together with her husband, Dinasayam, Ubna Imahim. They had a child, and they took the child along. Now, the significance of there being a child in Yuvamis is that in the event that he would die, she would not fall in Yibam. Ubas, she comes back, Va'umra, and she said the following Mais Baili. My husband died, and then my son died. So Nebuchadnezzar comes back with this horrible story. Now, her husband's not with her, her son's not with her. She says they both died. And the order was first the husband died, and then the son died, which means that she's not a Shemeris Yavam. Allah is not menace. She's believed. Because when she left, she was Becheska, said if her husband would die, she wouldn't be a Shemeris Yavam. So she's believed now to say that she's not a Shemeris Yavam. What happens if she says the opposite? She says, first my son died, and then my husband died, meaning she's saying my husband's not alive, the son's not alive, the son died first, which means that when the husband died, there were no children, which means that she is now going to be a Shemeris Yavam. So the Allah is in an menace. She is not believed. She's not believed to say that she's a Shemeris Yavam. However, we are Chayish Litvareh because we can't completely dismiss it. And therefore, we require Chalitza. We're not going to allow Yibam. The reason we're not going to allow Yibam is because she's Becheskas Eshesach the Mitzvah. So Yibam we're not going to allow. But at the same time, we have to be Chayish. And therefore, we say you do Chalitza. Similar case. What happens if a woman went together with her husband and she had no child? So now she's Becheskas that if her husband dies, she is going to fall Yibam. She will be a Shemeris Yavam. She comes back and she says as follows. That when I was in Medina Sayyam, I had a son. But then she said, My son died. And he said, He died first. And then afterwards, My husband died. So the Allah is Namanis. She's believed. Why? Because she left Becheskas that she would be a Shemeris Yobam in the event that her husband died. And she's corroborating what her Chazaka is telling us. And that is that at the time that her husband died, there was no child. What happens if she says the opposite? She says, First, my husband died. And then afterwards, my son died. So she wants to say now, that she had a son when her husband died, which means that she's not a Shemeris Yavam. In an Amenes, she's not believed. We, she is a Shemeris Yavam. Really? She's a Shemeris Yavam? She could even do Yavam? No. This is the case we saw in Amad Aleph. We are Chayish, and maybe she is telling the truth. We're not going to let her do Yavam, but at the same time, we're concerned that she's a Shemeris Yavam. We force her to do Chalitza. What happens if she go, went to Medina Siyam together with her husband? As far as we know, her husband never had a brother. There was no Yavam. She comes back and she says the following, You know, when I was in Medina Sayyam, my mother-in-law gave birth to a child. So there was a Yavam. And then she says, However, Amra, she said, My husband died. I fell the Yibam to this man, but then the Yavam died. Or Yavami, the Yavam died. And then afterwards, my husband died. So the Allah is not man, and she's going to be believed. Why? Because when she left, we didn't know about a Yavam. So right now, she's saying the Yavam's not alive. If we knew there's a Yavam, so there's a Cheskas Yavam, she can't just say Mesi Yavami, as we'll see in a second. But in this case, we didn't even know there's a Yavam. If we don't know there's a Yavam, there's not going to be a problem. What happens if she went together with her husband and the Yavam to Yim Sayyam? And Amr, she came back and she said, my husband died. So I fell the then my Yavam died. Or the Yavami, first the Yavam, and then my husband died. She's not believed. Meaning a woman's not believed to say my Yavam died. She's believed to say her husband died, not the Yavam died. She's not believed to say Mace Yavami so that she now should be able to get married. We discussed this incidentally. The Gemara did in detail in Parakha Isha Rabba. Additionally, a woman's also not believed to say that her sister died. So in the event a woman has 
has a sister who's married to a man. She can't say, my sister died, so that now I'll be able to marry that man. Additionally, a man is not believed to say that my own brother died. A man wouldn't be able to say that, so now that he can marry his brother's wife. Additionally, a man is not believed to say that his wife died, so he should be able to marry her sister. Meaning, even though we have this tremendous chiddish and all the perikoishas, that a woman is believed to say edus in a way that it's going to impact her, but it's very limited. It's limited to a woman saying meiz baili. Why? It's because it's predicated on that's what underpins the kula of edus isha, and therefore we limit it in scope to where this edus would be very much impacted by that idea. Rav asked Rav Nachman the following question. If someone's mezaka a get to his wife. So we know the rule is A person could assume that somebody else wants a good thing to happen to him. As a result, you could be in that good thing on his behalf. And But if it's a bad thing for somebody else, unless he makes you a shliach to do it for him, you can't make any assumptions because usually people don't want bad things to happen to them. And therefore, the Allah is ain chaven Gerishin is traditionally considered to be a bad thing. So if a man decides he wants to divorce his wife and he says, I'm pretty sure my wife would want to be divorced, so he appoints a shliach lekabola on behalf of his wife, gives her the gives this shliach lekabola the get, she's not going to be divorced. Why? But Rav asked Rav Nachman the following question. What happens if there was a man who knew that in the event that he dies, his wife was going to fall a yibum? And he knew, I guess from being married to his wife, that she really didn't want to be married to this yavam. Could he now be mezake get le'ishtoi in a way that the get will be chal so that it would circumvent and it would bypass the laws of Yibam? A mezake get le'ishtoi b'mokayim yavon in the presence of a yavon. Now, what's the halacha? Kibin the sanyi le'ishchusula. Do we assume that there's a good chance she doesn't like him? And therefore it would be a schus for her v'zachem lo'adam shalei b'vonam. Oh, you don't look. Kibin the zimnan le'rachmalei. He can't know for sure that she doesn't like him. And the truth is, sometimes a woman would maybe like the Yavam. Maybe it's actually a Chayv. So could we assume that probably she doesn't like him? Or maybe not. Maybe we have to assume she does like him. Like, what's the assumption? What's the stomach? I guess if he knows for sure, then there's not much of a Shaila. But let's say we don't know for sure. So what would Allah be? Amalei. So the Gemara said, Nachman told I'll bring you a ride from our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, The Chayshishin Lidvarel, the Chayletzis Falei Misyabemis. And really, the Mishnah said it twice. In the Reish and the Sefer, there were two cases in the Mishnah where the Mishnah talked about a woman who comes back from Adina Sayyam are concerned that maybe she's not telling the truth. In one case, she's not telling the truth because we're worried that she wants to get out of Yivu. And the other case, we're thinking that she's not telling the truth because she dafka wants to fool the Yivu. And really, from the case of the Mishnah, it sounds like sometimes there's a thought that maybe the woman Dafka doesn't want Yibam, and sometimes there's a thought that maybe the woman Dafka does want Yibam. In other words, it's a suffix. You want to know, does a woman naturally want Yibam or not want Yibam? There's really no way to know. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Faraya from our Mishnah said, this way, that way, And if that's the case, me suffix, you wouldn't be able to just go ahead and assume that she wants to be divorced. But then again, if you are mezakeh, get le'ishtah b'makam yavam, misafik, maybe you have to be chayish for the get, ayin rashi. At the end of the day, we would look at this as a safik erishin, zakti gemara, a similar shayla. 
What, ha- what happens if there's a husband and wife and they're not getting along? They're fighting, so we're coming full circle in this parak. The parak began with Isha Shalom and it ends with a, a couple that's b'makam ketata. And this man now wants to be mezaki get le'ishtay. What's ta'alacha? Kivin isle ketata ba'adeh is chusuba. Do we say, being that they're fighting, it's probably a chus for her to receive the get. No, maybe... Bach changes the gear, so to tzafsa the gufa. At the end of the day, she still wants to be married. And because she still wants to be married, even though maybe it's not a happy marriage, but it's still kedaifer. So the Gemara says, Tashma, I'll bring you right. Amrish Lakish, Rish Lakish famously said, Tav lemate of tandu, melamate of armolo. A woman is so interested in being married that as long as she has a husband, it's kedaifer, it's better than what the alternative is. And as a result, said Reish Lakish, if Tadla made the Tadla made the Vamalu, we'll assume that even if this marriage is not a good marriage, but still it's going to be a schus for her to be married, you can't just go be Mikabal get on her behalf. Abaya Omar, Abaya used to say the same thing, albeit in a, in a different Nusach. He said, the Shumshana Gavra, if a woman is married to a man that's as small as an ant, Kursaya Bechartu Ramala, but Mamai says she's still going to give him a lot of COVID and she's going to put his chair amongst the Chashva people. Rapapa, Rapapa used to say the same thing in his he would say the nafza gavra. If there's a a woman who has a husband who's a, a wool comber, that's what he does for a living. Apparently, that was a billigah job. If she'd sit together with him, barabim, she's so proud. This is my husband. Ravashi Ravashi says the kulsa gavra. If uh, there's a man who comes from a, a not such good family, her his wife is never going to ask him anything. Because, again, she's just going to respect him. Tana, the reason for all this is, Vikulan, Mizanois Vitoilis Levale. Meaning, all these women, they just want to be married? Not necessarily. But could be they want to be Mizana. Now, if a woman is going to be Mizana and she's not married, if she has a child, it's going to be a problem. But if she has a husband, so the husband could be the cover for her znus, and it's for that reason that even in these situations that are not perfect, a woman would want to be married. That's what underpins Tav Lemait of Tandu, Melamait of Armelo, Hadron Alach, Ha'isha Shalom Exhale. So, as it relates to a little bit of raid, I think it's Kedai. The topic of the end of Mesachtis Yavamis is the Sugyos of Heteragunos. So, if the raid bite that we spoke out the other day was Heteragunos Part 1, Tonight would be Heteragunois part two. And just to be clear, the sugi of Heteragunois is, number one, way above our pay grade. Number two, it's also Arucha Mineyam. It's very, very vast. And there's, there were so many chuvas that were written by G'dayli Yisrael and Meshach Adairis. You open up any classic chuva sefer and you go to the Evan Ezra Chelek and many, 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 many chuvas are dedicated to the sugya of Heteragunas. So really the objective here in the few raid bites that we're going to learn together is not to tackle the sugya. That goes without say. And it's not even so much to speak out specific chuvas because it'd be impossible to pick and choose which chuva you want to talk about. But the objective is more to maybe lay down a few yesaydas so that the meshech, the years, and the as we encounter this topic again, at the very least, maybe we lay some of the groundwork so that we can understand a little bit better some of the big shilas and the big yesoidas that the G'dayli Yisrael were juggling whenever they sat down to deal with an Aguna Shaila. So I think it's Kedai to begin with a, a recap of the previous Redai, but really be moisif many, many nekudos. So it's a recap, albeit in a different nosach. 
And that is as follows. One of the great dichotomies that you find in the sugya of heteragunois is that on the one hand, you find the Chazal were very, very makele when it came to heteragunois. Mishum eguna akilu But at the same time, you also find the Chazal were very, very machmer when it came to heteragunois. The sugis that we've been learning, the idea that an Eid Echad is Nemon Be'edasisha, even though Ein Dabesha Be'erbapach is Mishnayim, that Apostle is Nemon Be'edasisha, that the woman herself is believed to say Meiz Ba'ili Be'edasisha. These are obviously phenomenal kulois. The Ramah in Simen Yud Zayin, all the sugis of Agunois are in Evan Ezra Simen Yud Zayin. So the Ramah quotes a Chuvas Rambam, where the Rambam said that when an Eid or Eidim walk into Bezdin and they testify as it relates to the status of a married woman whose husband died, the Asr Lidrash Velachkar Harbe. It's Asr to be Dairish Velachkar too much. Why? It's a Kula. There's an idea that when it comes to Aguna, we work with the Kayach Tatera. There's a principle that the Poiskim talk about that whenever there was a Machlekes HaPoiskim in, in Yone Agunois, they always veered not to the side of caution, to the contrary, to the Tzad Kula. Because again, there's an idea, Mishum Eguna Kilubei Rabbanon. You find chumras as well. And really the most notable chumra that you find in the parish of Agunois is that even though in Kala Tairakula, there's a cloud god of the din. You go basaroiv. But when it comes to Aishas Ish, the halacha is you don't go basaroiv. And what are the examples of this? Exhibit A is the Mishnah that we didn't learn yet at the end of the Masechta that talks about a man who was seen drowning b'mayim she'im lahem soif. The halacha is that even though most people that are seen drowning and weren't heard from afterwards probably drowned and died. However, a man that fell the Mishnah says this man's wife is going to be Yasser. Why? Because Wachayish for the Tzadamiyot, that maybe Dafshal Svino was Nistamin to this person, or maybe one of the Galeayam came and somehow put him ashore, and you can't see him. Why can't you see him? Because it's Mayim Shalom Soif. It's just too big, and you can't see the entire body of water. And Wachayish for that Tzadamiyot. Now, there's no area in the world in Halacha where you would ever be Chayish for something like that. Alzen Nemar, Achri Rabbam Lahatois, Alzen Nemar, we don't paskin like Rameir, who's Chayish Lumiyuta. But when it comes to this Sugya, the Halacha is you don't go Basar right. Another classic example is Rav Goises and Lamisa. Yet, if an aide or two Aidan would walk into Bezin and they would say, I don't know what happened to Ruvain, but he was a Goises, that I can tell you right now. Dalach is Ishtayasura. I let's go Basar Roiv. Roiv Gaisin Lamisa. In other areas in Alacha, if you're discussing Kashris, if you're discussing different Dinim, you would rely on such a Roiv. So, how come over here you don't rely on the Roiv? That's a Chumrah that you find in the Sugya of Agunois. It's an idea that even though Kala Terukul, you go Basar Roiv, but when it comes to this, you don't go Basar So, the question is why not? So, in the first raid, by, we mentioned the Toysfis in Yavamis Taflamid Vavamid Beis. But the truth is that Toysfis is really one of three primary Mahalchem in the Rishonim. As it is, why don't we go Basaroiv when it comes to being Matur and Eshesish? Why don't we go Basaroiv when it comes to Agunas? So let's just mention very, very briefly the three Shitas. The first Shita is Toysfis and Mesechtis Bechoyroiz Tavchafa Medez. Toysfis says that really you should go Basaroiv. But at the end of the day, we're dealing with an Eshesish. And because of the Chaymer of Eshesish, we don't go basarayv. Smoich miyuta lechazaka. Tosfos says it in in real lamdish esprach. But 
the end of the day, Taisvis' punchline is that being that we're dealing with an Ashish, because of the Khumra of Ashish, we don't go Basarai. Taisis in Yavam Islam days that we mentioned already says that the reason you don't go Basarai, specifically by Mayim Shain Lam Saif, is because although it's true there's only a Tzad Amiot that this person drowned, but it's a Miyat Hamatsu. It's something that happens. And because it's something that happens, even though it's a Tzad Amiot, but in such a situation where the Miyat is a Miyat Hamatsu, even the Chachomim, and it's for that reason we would be chayish for the tzadamiyot, we wouldn't go basirai. The Rivash in a tshuva, in Simon Shinai and Tess, he said along this. He said, What's your kasha? You want to go basirai? There's also a chazaka. There's a chazaka. What's the chazaka? There's a chazaka. She's becheskes eishesish. And because she's becheskes eishesish, so it's true, you have a roiv that said, that she's not an Eishasish anymore, but there's a Chazaka that says that she is an Eishasish. Says the Rivash, what are you going to tell me? Ruba v'chazaka, Ruba Adif. This is Aleph base. Abazak to Rivash, that's true when the Rav is going connected one Chazaka. But what happens if the Rav is going up against two Chazakas? Over there, you're not going to say Ruba v'chazaka, Ruba Adif. One Rav is better than one Chazaka, but one Rav is not better than two Chazakas. And in this situation, said the Rivash, it's not just one Chazaka, there's two Chazakas. Why? The woman has a Chazaka that she's an Eishasish. The man has a Chazaka that he's alive. He has a Cheskas Chai, and she has a Cheskas Eishasish. So said the Rivash, it's true, you go Basarite. But when there's a Chazaka, it's a little trickier. You'll tell me, Ruba V'Chazaka, Ruba Adif. That's when it's going connected one Chazaka, but it's going connected two Chazakas. Now you don't have any more Ruba V'Chazaka, Ruba Adif. In other words, we have three Mahalchem in the Rishonim. Why it is that even though Kala Tairakuli, you go Basarite, but when it comes to Heteraguna, when it comes to being Matar and Eishasish, you're not going to go Basarite. Tyson Bechayr's Chafim Bey says it's because of the Chumra of Eishasish. Taisi Yavam Islam at Vavam says, because there's a Miyat Hamatsoi. And the Rivash in Shin Ayantes said, it's because every such situation has two Chazakas, and even though Ruba V'Chazaka, Ruba Adam, but Roy, this is not going to be better than if there were two Chazakas. So what would happen if you had a situation where there's a, a married woman who doesn't know where her husband is, Bezdin investigates, and they determine that there's a rife. But not just one rife, there are two rives. What would be the halacha then? We don't go basa rife, we know that. But what happens if there's two rives? So let's make the cheshman by ourselves. Let's go through the three shittos in the Rishonim that we have as to why it is that you don't go basa rife and nechsi what we would say. Taisim B'chayra said that it's because of the chumra of Eish that you don't go basa rife. So it'd be mocking to say that maybe that's only true if there's one rive. If there's two rives, maybe over there, even though there is a chumadeshish, maybe it's different. No, no. Tyson Yavam Islam Bay said that the reason you don't go bust a rive by Maim Shaim Saif, Rive Goysalamisa, is because there's a miyatamatsu. Oh, then you could say already, that's true if there's one rive. But if there's two rives, so now already it's not so matsu anymore. One miyut is matzoi, but if there's two miyutim, if there's a miyuta, the miyuta, so it's for sure is uh, makes a reyesa in the matzoi shabai, and as a result, by now it's l'chayr not a miyuta matzoi, and if it's not a miyuta matzoi, it's very very misnabed that you would go basarayv if you have two rives. The rivash said that why is it that you don't go basarayv? He said because 
connected the Rav, there's a Chazaka, but not just one Chazaka, there's two Chazakas. And even though Ruba of a Chazaka, Ruba Adif, but Rav is not other from two Chazakas. If that's the case, if you have two Rav's, then it's Poshit. Now it's not one Rav connected two Chazakas, it's two Rav's connected two Chazakas. And that's easy math. Because if Rav is Adif me Chazaka, then two Rav's is going to be Adif from two Chazakas. Meaning, it's very, very mistaber that according to all the shittas in the Rishonim, for sure, shita 2, and shita 3, the Rivash, and Shinai and Tess, that halacha should be that it's true if there's a roiv, you don't go bust a roiv, but if there's two roivs, maybe it would be different. The truth is, it's even more than that. Again, these are foundational principles in terms of understanding Hetar Agunas a little bit. This idea that you don't go bust a roiv, when it comes to Hetar Aguna, it's mevu in the Rishonim is only a din de Rabbanu. It's not a din de Raisa. And even the Rivash, you have to say that all these Svaras, even though they sound like compelling Svaras, they're only Svaras de Rabbanu. One of the rayas that these are only as far as the Rabbanon is because we're going to learn the Mishnah is going to say that even though if Adam come and say that this man was seen drowning in my shame let himself ishte asura it's only lechatchila but with the Eved if she gets married the halach is a rezu loiteitzay now if there's a real din deiraisa that you can't be soimich on the right so you have a sveika deiraisa so how would you allow her to stay married it's mavur from other places as well that this halacha is only a din de Rabbanon. Very, very important. This whole concept that you don't go basaroiv is a derabanon. Once it's a derabanon, everything gets downgraded. You can open your button, you can breathe a little bit better because now already it's not so chomer. Now already you can stop being mitzvah of different kulas. Now, as it relates to there being a second roiv, the chayra, if you do the math, it should be very, very poshet. Because if any time there's one roiv, the fact that you now go l'chumra is only midrabanon. That means essentially what you're dealing with now is in Isid Rabbanon. Because midday rise, she should be able to get married. It's only midrabanon she can't get married. Oh, so now if there's a second roiv, now already what you have is a suffix midrabanon. Right? Because what does it mean there's a second roiv? There's a second svara now telling me that everything is okay. If there's a second svara that everything is okay, that means that there's at the very least a suffix that everything is okay. And if there's a suffix that everything is okay, then that means it's a sveikid rabbanon, and sveikid rabbanon is the kula. Kalvachaymer, if there's a raiv, that talacha would be, you go the kula. Meaning, when you have one raiv, you just downgraded the whole situation to an isid rabbanon. If all it is is an isid rabbanon, then I don't even need a second raiv. As long as I have a second sad, as long as I can establish a suffix, Rav is machriya the second suffix. I don't even need the Rav to be machriya the second suffix. If you can establish a second suffix, thus alain would already be enough that you should be able to go to Kula. So here's the bottom line. L'chayr and Svar, if you just work it out logically, it should emerge that although it's mavur klar, that you don't go basar Rav when it comes to Heter Aguna, but if there's two Ravs, you should go basar Rav. Taisus Bechayrus Chafam Abay says it's Mishum Chumadeish Ish. You could argue by two roivs, maybe you don't have the Chumadeish Ish. Taisus Yuvam Aslam Abavam Abay says that you don't go Basar Roiv because of Mir Tamatzi. Two roivs not a Mir Tamatzi anymore. That's easy. The Rivash said you don't go Basar Roiv because Roiv is not other from two Chazakas. If I have two roivs, it is other from two Chazakas. But even better, even more Pashit, the minute there's one roiv, the whole Issa becomes an Issa de Rabbanon. If it's an Issa de Rabbanon, I don't even need a second roiv. All I need is a second Sophic. Kavachaymer, if I have a second roiv, it's a sveikid rabbanon, and the halacha should be a golakula. Stating that, stating this whole akdama is a mafurish atayisvus in Yavamis, 
where it's Mavur, that you don't go boss arrive, even if there's two arrives. What was the Taisvis? The Taisvis was talking about what happens if there was a Tsurba Mirabana that was seen drowning in Mayim Shein Lam Saif. Ravashi said that even though it says in the Mishnah, Mayim Shein Lam Saif Ishtay Asura, that's only true if it's uh, an Ish Benani, a regular person. However, if it was a Tsurba Mirabana, that Lach is if he was seen drowning, Ishtay Muteris. Why? Says the Gemara, because we assume that in the event, that this person was alive, called the Islay, we would know about it, and for the fact that we didn't hear about it, that's a raya, it must be that he's not alive. The Gemara says that even though Ravashi said that, we don't pass him like Ravashi. And we hold, doesn't matter if it's a Tzumar Rabbanon, doesn't matter if he's not a Tzumar Rabbanon, the Allah is always going to be, that Ishta is going to be Asur. Freyk Taisviz, I understand. What happened to Raiv? We should assume, Raiv, that if the Tzurim Rabbanon was alive, we probably would have heard about it. And from the fact that we haven't heard from him, that's a Raya, must be that he's not alive. Zok Toysvis. It's true there's a Raiv, but we don't go past a Raiv when it comes to the Halachas of Agunois. We don't say Raiv Gais and Lamisa, so why should we go past this Raiv either? What do you mean? Over here you have two Raivs. You have side the Raiv that this man was seen drowning in my chain of and number two, you have the Raiv that if he was alive, and because he's a Tzumar Rabbana, call this life. So you see these two Raivs, and you still don't go past the Raiv. So it's Mephurish and Toysvis, Yuvam is Kuf Chafal from Aleph, then not only do you not go past one Raiv, but you don't go past the two Raivs either. I all the terror that we just spoke out, I don't know. But... The bottom line is it's a Mefurish HaTaisvis. Stating that, and this was the red light that we spoke out in uh, the first Ha'ara, and that is there was a Mesoira from the Chachmei Vilna based on a, a landmark psak by Reb Chaim which is pr- printed in Shail Zashuvah's Chut HaMashulah and it was mentioned by a lot of different G'doylem throughout the Doiros where Reb Chaim said that all the Chachmei Vilna were maskin that Allah HaMaisa if there's two rois you're always going to go Lekula Ayat's Kenegad HaToysvis we spoke about that a little bit we mentioned the Chuvah from Rabbi Zachachana and there's other Mahalchim to that as well incidentally it is worth mentioning that not everyone agreed with this Psach Reb Chaim Velozhina, the Yeshuas Yaakov, the Lemberger of, says Mefurish and Simeon Yudzai and Evan Ezer, that from that Toysus and Yavamas, it's Mefur, you don't go Basaroi, you don't go Basar two Roibs either. But the Mesoira in Litta, and really this became the Mesoira in Klai Yisrael, that if there's one Roib, you go Lechumma, but if there's two Roibs, you go Lekula, I, there's a Toysus, we get to Chanetzim at the Toysus. But the bottom line is, that's a very, very important foundational principle that many, many of the Aguna Tshuvas that were written by G'dayli Yisrael work with. And that is that whenever you can figure out, you can create a second rive, then it's going to be different. Now, we spoke out the truth from Yisrael Chonin that said that the only time you can use the two rives if the two rives were Chalva Vasachas. If they were Chalva Vasachas, that's when it doesn't work. And that's the way he was Miyashev, Toysens and Yavamis. It's G'day Lahasker that there were G'daylum that held that even if the two rives were not Chalva Vasachas, even then you could be Mekel. Either Toysens again, there's, there's Terutsum to that Gasha. But the bottom line is, that was a, a recap, really, of the first principle. But there's another principle, a little bit shorter, that I think is worth mentioning as well. And that is, the Chassam Soifer, in many of his trufas, he floated an idea. He had a machshav, he had a thought. He said, Chazal discussed all the halachis of Agunois. They discussed, they discussed it being be mayhem in their days. We had the means of communication were very, very poor. But the Chassam Seifer said that in our days, it's very, very different. He says every single shtetl has their own post office where if a person wants, he can write a letter on one side of the world and send it snail mail. Eventually, it'll make it to the other side of the world. It's not shaykh, but tutsich in the Weltheim, said the Chassam Seifer. And he said, if that's the case, I wonder if the halach has changed. 
Because really, this idea that a man was seen drowning in a Mayim Sheilam Saif, and he hasn't been heard from for a while, with Chayish, then maybe he's alive. If he's alive, why doesn't he just drop a letter in the mail and notify his family that he's alive? Now, if there's no Shalom Beinayim, that's yeah, a whole different sugya. But again, we just finished Perek Ha'isha Shalom. We're assuming this Shalom. And as a result, why wouldn't this person just reach out to his family somehow? So Luchura, based on that, said the Chassam Soifer, I have a very stark itzat to say that maybe things are different today. And that maybe nowadays we could be mekel, even with Chazal, did not want to be mekel. Now, said the Chassam Soifer, I know what you're going to tell me. So you're going to tell me that if a man is seeing drowning, now by Soif, I want to tell you that if he's alive, isn't that Mamish Ravashi and Daf Kufchafalav Amin Alav? Ravashi said Surim Rabba and Kala Yisrael. And what the Gemara say? We don't hold like Ravashi. I this right, whatever. At the end of the day, we don't hold like Ravashi. So the Chassam Soifer said, "I'm telling you now, Kala Yisrael." So he said, "It could be the reason the Chachamim argued with Ravashi because they held that even by a Surim Rabbanon, there's not such a Kala Yisrael. They were dinging zich with the Mitzias, but he says, how you can't ding zich with the Mitzias.' And Ish Beinani today." He's going to have a bigger coil if he's alive than a Tzumar Abonin had in the times of Rav Ashi's halacha. And he says, because of that Metzias, he says, I have a very, very strong thought to say that maybe, maybe today it's going to be different. But there was another Arad Chassam Soifer said. There's another thing that's bothering me. And that is, we learned the Gemara. Most of these Gemaras we're mentioning, we actually didn't learn yet. This Gemara we did learn. On Kuf Tezvav Amad Aleph, where the Gemara discussed the case where there was a husband and wife and they were in a base chasnos. They were staying in this special house that people used to stay in during Shevet Brachas. And all of a sudden, a fire broke out and the woman comes running out and she's screaming, my husband, my husband. And people ran in and they saw a man, Nebuchadnezzar, was burned to death. Pisas Yoda, his hand was severed, it was on the ground. And everyone said, this must be him. But the Gemara said, no, it's not Muchachetzer. Maybe this is the fireman that ran in to try to save him. Okay, so where did he go? I mean, he's not here. Where is he? Maybe he ran away. Why would he run away? It's the third Shavabrachis. Like, where is he running? Mar says, maybe he was physically damaged as a result of the fire, and he's mixed And maybe he's embarrassed. I said the Chassam Soifer, that's a svara that maybe is a true svara today too. Because if you see a person drowning my Shalem Soif, maybe he emerged, but he emerged in a way where he's embarrassed to come back home. And because he's embarrassed to come back home, the Gemara already said this. So maybe he's embarrassed. So it's true, Kala Islay, but maybe he's hiding. And maybe that's why you haven't heard from him. But Chassam Soifer says, I don't know of any situation nowadays where there's a husband and wife and the Sholem Beinayim where this man would run away because he's embarrassed. I don't know of such a Metzius. And if that's true, Nishtana HaMetzius. And he said, I'm willing to go out on a limb Shtickle pun intended, if you look at the tshuva there. And I'm willing to say that two things. Number one, the mitzvah changed to the point that today for sure he has so many options to make himself available to his family that if he was alive, he would have notified them. And the svara that Chazal talked about, that maybe this person is embarrassed, that's not a svara in the 19th century. And as a result, the Chazam Soifer, who... Was He was very, very confident that could be Sidaz Asar Tzvara. And that is that it could be nowadays the Mitzvah is going to be different. Now, the truth is, the Chassam Soifa had to back up the Tzvara. He backed it up with the Rashi and Ksubastaf, Chaf Bezam Adeis, 
We'll be holding in Rashi Ksubas Chavbeis Amadbeis very soon. So maybe we'll talk about it then. Really, the raya from the Chassam Soifer is, is the punchline of the Chassam Soifer. It's a very, very stark raya. Should we mention it quickly? Oh, we'll mention it quickly. So the case over there is where there were two Adam that said that a man died, and there were two Adam that said that the man didn't die. So the Allah is, the Chachilah, this woman shouldn't get married. So two Adam, not Edechad, right? It's actually very matim with today's daf and yesterday's daf. Two Adam walk into Bezin and say, he died. And then two Adam walk into Bezin and say, it's not true, he didn't die. So what's the Allah? It's two Adam against two Adam. She's not allowed to get married. However, Bidiyevit, if she got married, she could stay married. Frank the Gemara, Bidiyevit, she could stay married? How could she stay married, Bidiyevit? This is Suffolk ish right now. Suffolk is a Daira, which means there's Mamish Oshim Tali going on over there. Frank the Gemara, Mechdi, Trey, Utreinenu, Habala, Abashim Tali Kai. If someone's going to be Bala, it's going to be Oshim Tali. How are we allowing this couple to stay married? I don't understand. Two men say that she's an Aishas ish. You're going to allow her to stay married? Oh, they got married. They already had a chassan. What are you going to do? You're going to now suddenly say, come on, it's not fair. Let the, All right, let them stay married. There's a sake of the rice over here. What does this even mean? And the Gemara says, it's talking about where she married one of the Aden. She married one of the Aden. He himself is one of the guys that said he died. Oh, so he knows he died. We have a sophic. And as a result, there's no problem with Vashon But the Gemara says, what about her? So the Gemara says, by Meres Barili. It's talking about what she said, Barili. She also knows. Now, the Mishnah asks Kakasha, she knows. If she knows, she should, anyways, be believed to be able to get married. Why? Because So, what do you mean by Meres Barili? What does Barili mean? What does it even mean? So, some Rishonim say that the only time a woman is believed to say, My husband died, that's if there's no Adam. I'll be the Adam. So, because the Adam, it was different. But Rashi says a different shot. Rashi says, by Meres Barili. One line in a Rashi tucked away in Ksubis Chafez on the days that the Chsam Soifer built a mountain on top of. And that is, said the Rashi, by Meriz Barili, ain't Libi Noikfi. I know the truth. Shabari Li, because I'm positive that Ilu Hayakayim, if my husband was alive, Hayaba, I knew my husband. He would have came home. He would have figured out a way to show up. And if he didn't show up, I know the truth. He must be alive. This woman could stay with her husband because she's saying Bari Lee. So the Chassam Soifer said, you know what you see from Rashi? You see there's a concept of Bari Lee that if someone knows Bibrirus in Svara, that if this man was alive, we would have heard from him, she's allowed to go ahead and get married. Now in the case in Ksubis Chavbeiz Amidei, she's the only one that knows that. She was married to him. They have this Ahavas Klulei Sayich. She was his Eishas Nurim. She knows Bari Lee he would have showed up. But nowadays, in the early tw- 19th century, every single person can say, Barili, that if this man was alive, we would have heard from him. If there was Shalim Beinayim and never something happened, why did he suddenly fall off the map? It doesn't make any sense. We would have heard from him. And from the fact that we didn't hear from him, it's very, very clear to me that there's a Barili. And Barili is a Svara. You know, I know Barili is a Svara. It's a Rashi and Ksubis Chafez on the base. Now, the truth is, you can ask me, what kind of Svara is Barili? We just say you don't go bust a rive. Tyson's even master, you don't go bust a two rives. Now, Mittamo, we have a new Svara called Barili. Truth is, is a Truma Sadeshen, where the Truma Sadeshen says that if there's an Umdun de Muchach, if the, it's so clear and it's so posh, it's so obvious that this man's not alive, Talach is, you're allowed to assume that this man is not alive. You don't even have to get involved with rives and two rives. If it's so clear, if there's an Umdun de Muchach, you could assume that's the way it is. Her Barili is an Umdun de Muchach. And for us, our barili would mean 100% that this is what happened. So the Chassam Soifer floated this far in many, many of his chuvas. 
And there are three tshuvas. They're all in Evan as a Galif, with the Chsamsoifa Paskin, Halachala Maisa. He allowed an Aguna to get married based on his new svara that really goes connected Gemaras and Shas, based on the fact that Nishtana Metzius. The materials change, and because the materials change, the halacha changes as well. It's in Ebenezer, Chelekal of Simim Memches, it's in Simim Nunches, and then it's again in Simim Samche. And the Chsam Soifer, some places a little bit more by Richos, he works primarily with this Rashi, Ksubis, Chapez, Amadez, Ayin Shah. But the bottom line is, this is what the Chsam Soifer said. He said that because the materials change, I think that maybe every, the halacha would change as well. But it's very, very interesting, because the Chsam Soifer talked about this Svara that he floated. In two other, that's also a pun, places. And over there he wasn't so sure. And those two chuvas were written in Eben Ezechelik Beis. One is in Eben Ezechelik Beis, Simon Kuf Lamed Aleph. The other one is in Simon Kuf Lamed Ches. And we're going to end with this. The Chesam Soifer, in both of those chuvas, told the story. He said a Maisa Shahoy. And really, if you want to get the whole story, you have to go through both places. It's Yagadol of Reyoy. It's Aniyah B'Malka Mecher, and it's Ashira B'Malka Macheres. So really, if you go through the two tshuvis, the, the story develops. The Chesam Soifer said, Ma'isa Shehoyah Kachoyah. He said there was a, a Shailah of an Aguna that he was working with, where there was this woman whose husband hadn't been seen for a long time, and there was a Shailah, and the Chesam Soifer wanted to say a Chiddush, this Chiddush that he wrote a few times in Eben Ezechel Galif. And that is that maybe Bizman if you haven't heard from him from such a long time, and there's ways to communicate, and there was showing Benayim, it probably means that he's not alive. So the Chsam Soifer said that he sat down and together with two other Dayanim, and he was he wrote a tshuva where he was going to be Mata de Saguna, and she was going to be allowed to get married. So I'm just reading some of the Lashoyne Yazov Shalach Soifer. He said, but before I actually handed over this hat to the woman, I was thinking about the Svar in my head. For a day or two. So the Chesam Soif is walking in the streets of Prashburg. And what's he thinking about? He's thinking about this Aguna, Nebuch, this woman, this Aluva. And he's trying to figure out an Eitzah. And he has this new Svara, which is Mavish Keneged Gemaras. But it's based on a Rashi and Ksubis. And it's, and it's, it's major. No one ever said this. Chesam Soif is be the first one to say this. It's huge. And this is going to lay Mamish the groundwork for how Dayanim and Poiskim Ludairus would look at Aguna Shailas in this postmodern era. And the Chesam Soifer says, I'm thinking about the Svara, and, and, I, and I thought it was a good Svara, the Chashafti Le'emes V'ro'i Lismach. And I thought it was good. Ki Svara G'doy Because I think it's a very, very strong, compelling Svara. But he says, V'ashem Inaliyadi. And then all of a sudden, something happened. He says, there was a Yid, his name was Mayor Fax. That was his name, Mayor Fox, and he lived here in Stadt. And he said many years ago, this man had gone to do some geschäft. The geschäft that he did, again, putting the story together from the two chuvas, was he was in the whiskey business. So this is, I guess, before the prohibition. But he used to sell yayin saraf, and he uh, is selling uh, whiskey. And he went to a, a place where the army was stationed, and he thought that would be a good place for him to make a few dollars. It was a good sales opportunity. So he shows up over there, and while he's there, all of a sudden a battle breaks out, and there was a Magaifa, and this man was never heard from again. And he said, Mayor Fox, we haven't heard from him, he left a wife home, and she's an Aguna, and she's sitting around. And the Chesam Seifer says that as I'm thinking about this Hetter that I just was going to say for this Aguna, I say, you know something? If it works for her, then it should work for the Almona, Mayor Fox. And he said, Gvaldik, I think it's going to work for her as well, says the Chesam Seifer. As I had this machshofa. 
Literally, as this man's name popped into my head, a man I hadn't thought about in a few years, he says, all of a sudden, just reading, a shah did not pass from when I had that thought. The color of a masa. All of a sudden, there's a big tumult in Shtat. What's the tumult in Shtat? Keep playing. They, 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 you're not going to believe it. Mayor Fox, you remember him? He was found. He's living in Vienna. He said, what? He's found? I'm saying, I haven't thought about him in three years. All of a sudden, he was found. He said, they researched a little bit. What happened was, this man had taka gone to the battlefield over there. He went with his chayri, he went with his money, and everything got lost. Now, he had to run away to save his life. He got wiped out. And you know what happened? He told the Chassam Soifer that he was embarrassed to come back home. He literally quoted the Gemara in Yavamah's Kuftes Vavam and Aleph. Machmas kisufa azav va'arik la'alma. He said, I was pushing fashamed. I was embarrassed to come home. I had nothing but chayzakayl. I was embarrassed. So I decided, let me reestablish myself a little bit. I'll make a few dollars. I'm going to come back. The Kachava. He ended up settling in Wien, in Vienna. He made a few dollars. He came back. He was a gevir. He comes back to his family. And the Chassam Soifer said as follows. He said, it, it was, the timing of this was just incredible. Here he writes this truva. He has this swarov. I have this machshav, and you remember Mayor Fox? I think his Ammon is mutter too. And literally, as this name pops into his head, all of a sudden there's a Kalba Masa that they found him, and what was the Kalba? He's alive. The Gemara in Yavam is Kuftas Lomam, and I was that the Chsam Soifer wrote a truth, he didn't think his Negev is Manazah. So says the Chsam Soifer, the Ishtaymanti Kisha. The Chsam Soifer saw things we'll never say. But this impressed him. He said, And I said, I'm going to tell this story because I feel that I have to be in the other chuba, the Chsam Soifer brings it. He says, is I'm doing this because I know there's people, of course he meant the Maskilim, the Mahara on Divrei Torah, and the Mahara on Divrei Chazal, and look at this, a real life story where Divrei Chazal played out. And because of this, the Chassam Soifer said, because of this, he took back his whole sack because of this, now, this is fascinating because there's five tshuvas in Chassam Seifer where he talks about the Svara. Three times he loves the Svara and he's matter based on the Svara. And then there's two times where he tells this epic story with Mayor Fax that this person, this, because of this Maisha he actually wasn't comfortable going forward with the Psaac. So, what's the bottom line? Do we work with this or do we not work with this? It's a steer in Chassam Seifer. The Marsham and one of his troopers, the Brijana Rav, who Kiyadua was a tremendous maker. He had a murder to make things easier for, for Yidin. But the Marsham wrote in a chuva that even though the Chassam Soifer said the Svara and he bought it from a Rashi and Ksubas Chabez and it's a fest the Svara, but at the end of the day, the Chassam Soifer said that, it, it, that it's not true. He had two mice, Shahoyas, Kachoyas. And if it's not okay, he says, I don't think this is something I could be saying. But there were many other G'dayli HaPoyskim that said that if you look at the Tarikh, if you look at the dates of the five Chuvas of the Chassam Soifers, the last Chuva that the Chassam Soifer wrote, the Chassam Soifer was made though. And he said, you have to go boss of the Achran. And the last tshuva the Chassam Soifer wrote, he was Mekel. And if he was Mekel with the last tshuva, there's a Koyach Da'atera. 
And as it relates to halacha l'maysa, this chesam soifer is something that the place can work with. They work with this chesam soifer. We said earlier that one of the gedarim, one of the klalim, when it comes to agunas is that wherever there's a suffix, you're always supposed to veer letzadakula. It's a rule. That's how it is. You're supposed to go letzadakula. You have a stirich chesam soifer. You're That is the opinion of Rav Gedali Yisrael. So we have two yisoidas. Just yisoidas. All it is is yisoidas. To take away a little bit, just to start to understand the heteragunas and what the poiskim and all the G'dayli Yisrael were up against when they sat down and they wrote these truvas. And that is, number one, when there's two roivs, you can be mekel, and number two, kudi bezmanazeh, there's an umdana de muchach, that if this man that's lost, whatever the case is, but if he's lost because of male, and imagine what the chsam soifer was writing about when he's robbing Matistarf. That's when this Misa happened with Mayor Fox. This is even pre Prashberg. So, going back to those days, so Kavachaymer today, with all the means of communication and all the federal agencies that, that look for missing people, etc., etc., if this person was alive, it's Ma'id Ma'id Mistaber that we would find him. And it's a tremendous sniff Lakula that the Gedalia Poiskim work with. It's in general, when you go through these chuvas, there's just so much sensitivity that you find mitzad the the gedolim. It's it's just so fascinating because the the, the meshivim realized that they were dealing with chumrah veishasish. But then again, you're dealing with a with a woman nebuch that's stuck at home and and just the sensitivity to the chazal and to the woman and the benadam lamakin and the benadam lechaveray. It's such a fascinating noise. Again, it's literally rechavam minayam. That's another pun, but just a little bit to understand. The Sabra Sa'izim, just a few Ha'aris as it relates to Hatteragun.